Calm down. Welcome to the Taz Show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hi, hello. I am Taz, and thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz Show uh, at radio.com on their website or the website or on the radio.com app or maybe at Apple Podcast. If you're doing that at one of those spots, that's awesome, or wherever you get your podcast, that's great. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, it's very simple, jobbers. Just click the button that says subscribe because... I don't play games. All business Jones, straight throttle, forge ahead. Uh, and <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and so basically what happens here is evolution happened. It's done ski. So I'm going to give you a little uh, little chatter about it, talk about it. The WWE Evolution 2018 uh, from the Nassau Coliseum right here in Long Island, New York, as they call it, Strong Island. So um, it was, uh, you know, a historic event for the WWE first time and for women's wrestling in general. Uh, you know, for the first time uh, in WWE history, this has happened. Uh, but we know there's been other federations, other companies uh, that have streaming uh, platforms that have done uh, that do several uh, all women events for wrestling, which is great for wrestling. But uh, as far as WWE goes, uh, this is the you know the first time they've given an opportunity like this to uh, all the women on the card, and it's definitely way overdue. And it's great that this has happened. Um, and I thought the event as a whole, before I get into some of the nooks and crannies, I thought it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, they tried to make it feel a little bit different than, uh, you know, so many of the WWE events. And and this real quick, if I could talk about that, that's part of the, not problem, but that, that could be a little bit of the obstacles sometimes that WWE deals with. If you think about it, they have so much different programming. And they're just building more and more original programming. So Raw Obviously, original programming, SmackDown, original programming, NXT, original programming, um, uh, 205, original programming. Uh, every time they do any kind of a tournament like May Young Classic and, and all this, original programming. UK now, NXT UK, original programming. So, and I predicted on Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio, the sports show like co-host with the Moose. Uh, I predicted uh, that I feel that WWE will, av- sooner rather than later, um, have another more original weekly programming, and that's a WWE female uh, show, uh, an evolution show, whatever they want to call it, a one-hour show, just like NXT's one hour. Uh, I also uh, feel that this is, like I was just about to say a second ago, this could cause some of the problems or obstacles because you, I feel you want stuff to look different than each other. All right, so you got Raw SmackDown, all right, Blue Red, got it. They changed it up a little bit here and there. Announcers are different. I got it. Cool. NXT's gold and black. Different announcers. Good. Those are changes. Okay? You got to make things look a little different. 
Um, you know, you got a different play-by-play guy on the NXT UK, uh, all the stuff, but you got the same two color commentator, the same color commentator do both NXT and NXT um in Nudge McGuinness in UK, which I think they should change that. And you got Corey Graves doing commentary on both uh, the Raw and SmackDown. I think that should change too. Um so now with the women event, uh, all women show, you, you got to change that too, and you got to make it look different. I think last night they did some things to make it look a little different. The actual show, the one thing that jumped out to me was, the, you know, kind of darkening the audience. Um, now, frankly, I, it looked pretty packed. I don't know what the house was. It looked pretty packed at the uh, new and approved Nassau Coliseum. Uh, truth be told, I only live uh, about maybe 25, 30 minutes away from the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island. And um, I didn't get my invite, uh, so I don't go. When I don't get invited somewhere, I don't go. But I'm not a woman. Why would I get invited? I didn't get invited to SmackDown 1000. Why would I get invited to this? I digress. You get my point. I don't know how many people are there. I know the Nassau Coliseum uh, over the past year or so has been, a year and a half, has gotten a makeover. It's all done up nicey-nice. They changed, they, they, they fixed it up and all this, this shit, so it's good. But anyway, they darkened up the audience a little bit. I think they had white ropes, if uh, memory serves me. Um, you know, and uh, I, I felt I felt like as a whole the card was good, but try to keep things different. Um, meaning going forward, but that's not what this podcast is about. This one's about WWE Evolution. So, you know, I I I, I don't have a I I, I kind of liked them starting off with a, a you know musical deal like a, a musical performance of Rock and Roll Jones, uh, Lizzie Hale and, and Nita Strauss. I, I thought that was cool. Um. It was different. It made it feel aggressive, young, but yet female. You know, you got that vibe as two fem- females with the, with the musicians. You know, I think that that worked that worked well. And going into the tag match with uh, Mickey James and Alicia Fox against uh, Lita and Trish Stratus, and and Lita and, Tr- and Trish got just great reactions. The audience loves seeing them. Um, you know, nostalgic act in essence. You know, two two you know Hall of Fame you know ladies. Uh, I personally know them both and. Respect both those girls. Uh, I know all four of these girls. This match actually, <laughs> done, you know, in working with the company with them over the years, uh, all four. So all all four great girls. So not just Trish and Lita. Um, and I thought they had a good match. You know, I, I thought it was handled the way it should be handled. The match. Uh, you know, you you expected Trish and Lita to win the match, and and they did, and that's what it should have been. Um, you know, uh, Mickey and Alicia Fox, as far as in that heel role, I thought were excellent. And did their job, and you would expect them to. Um, like I said, all four of these ladies just, you know, they're true pros. Now, you're waiting to see, you know, okay, well, does Lita and Trish, they still have it? Well, if you didn't think they still, in quotations, have it, the audience did the proverbial, you still got it, that chant, which is like, okay. It's like people say that, and they, they mean well by it, but it's kind of like a left-handed comment. It's like, well, we thought you all, you know, old as dirt, but guess what? You still got it. And uh, no matter if it's whoever's in the ring, uh, you know, but but look, Trish and Lita both look phenomenal. They look great. They're both in great shape and and they work well. And and I thought the match was good. Um, you know, it, it was good to see them uh, back together and, and, and back, you know, back in, in the company in the ring working uh, like uh, in, in a regular full, full match. And, and I thought it was good. I mean, it was. You know, it, 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 they, it, was, it was physical. I mean, you saw, uh, you know, when you see somebody come back, and Lita and Trisha from my generation, when I was working uh, in a company in WWE or in ECW, um, 
during that era, you know, you, you want to see how they look. Well, no matter if it's a male or female, is this guy in good shape still? Is this girl in good shape? That's the first thing that we all pass judgment on. <laughs> so I know you as fans, that's what you guys want to see. Well, guess what? Ex-wrestlers do the same thing when they look at <laughs> wrestlers coming back. You do the same thing. And and both these ladies look great. They Like I said, they look to be in great shape and worked well. And they, you can see they, they were prepared going into this uh, into this event, into this uh, about the evolution event, and they were ready to roll, and and it looked good. I mean, look, do, do, does Trish and Lita uh, are they working the same exact way they did back in the day? No, no, and you would you would expect not. And and at a couple times, on announce uh, I don't remember which announcer said it. Uh, it might have been Renee, um, which I'll get into the announcing in a second. Because I have a lot of thoughts on the announcing. Um, she had said a few times, you know, she hasn't missed a step. Oh, you know, um, Trish hasn't missed a step. She's like alluding to the fact that she still works exactly like the same way she did back in the day. Uh, you know, that's not true. Uh, you know, I mean, and why would she? She's a mom. She's 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 been out of working in a ring as you know several men and women that leave the business. If I got back in the ring, even if I didn't have the neck injury, I couldn't work to where I worked. I I, I would want someone to say about me. I haven't missed a step. Ah, you don't want no one to point out that you missed a step. <laughs> and 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 they handled the talent the right way. They handled Trish and Lita with respect on commentary. But I and I'm now this is the part I'm gonna say. I'm not blaming Renee. I think whoever was producing, whoever was in the ear of Renee said that. I think that's the wrong thing to say. Um, and it's not that you should say that no whoever, Trish, Lita, whoever missed a step. No. I don't, and I'm, I'm not even implying that they looked bad in the ring. They did not, as far as their work. But when you say to me, as an audience member, and you say, "Joe Blow, that guy hasn't missed a step," and meanwhile, I could see he doesn't work exactly like he used to. He's not, you know, he's just not working the same. He looks good. He's working pretty good. But now my attention's on it. Well, wait, is. Does Joe Blow still work? Let me watch now. This announcer just said that. Let me see. Well, well, I remember he used to do those clotheslines a little tighter. Well, I used to bump harder. I don't know if that's true. You bring attention to it. There's no need to bring that attention to it. And again, Renee, I'm betting the farm that that was fed to her. And that's that's not the right thing for her to say. No matter if it was Michael Cole saying it. Uh, or Beth Phoenix, uh, anybody who was at that desk, you shouldn't say that about anybody, any guy or girl that comes back to the business. You shouldn't, unless, unless the guy or girl is like lights out, amazing, came back like gangbusters, which is rare when you've had a long layoff. You know what I mean? So, but long story long, Trish Stratus and Lita looked phenomenal. They worked great. They got the victory over Mickey and 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 Foxy. And I and I enjoyed the match. So that I just wanted to get into that. Now, um uh, you know, I'll I'll well, I'll touch on the, the battle royal real quick. Then I get into the announcing and 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 there's this a lot of things I want to say here. So, uh we saw you know, this big women's battle royal and whoever was was the winner gets an opportunity at the uh, women's championship, uh, you know, a future opportunity. So we've seen this in Battle Royals for years, and it's a, it's a simple booking thing. It's very easy to book this way. This is You do this on house shows. I'm not house shows. Uh, independent booking, like just local wrestling. It's very simple to do this. Next time we come back in town, 
Uh, Jimbo Jimbo just won the battle roll. That means he's going to get a shot at the champion. When we come back in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks at the Civic Center here or to the freaking armory. I mean, it's it's layup booking. It's so simple, very simplistic, and I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying it's really simple booking, but it works. So I'm not, I have no problem with it, but I just want you guys to know as people who download my content, I'm being real with you, and I'm telling you, it is very simple booking, but it's effective, and it's been done for decades. Uh, so Nia Jax uh, was the victor, uh, or victoress, if I should say. I think that might be the right way, way to say that, probably wrong way, of this battle royal. Now, the battle royal, um, I tell you, I'll tell you what, I thought it was very good. Um, usually battle royals are not good. I don't care if you're a male or a female. And usually battle royals stink. Um, this this was good. And they, they, they had, um, at the very beginning, the Iconics, Cut a promo after all of the ladies got their entrances for the most part. Some of the talent that has come back um, for the event, you know, uh, um, you know, from from Alunja Blaze, uh, you know, they they. I mean, there was this was a who's who from current talent to former talent, and and I I, I thought it was an excellent group, a, an excellent field of ladies that they brought back for sure, um, and it was. It was fun to watch. Um, what, what made it real fun was uh, <laughs> what the iconics. You know, you knew it was just a matter of time. Once they got, you sort of come out with microphones, they were going to start burying some of the former talent. And they did, you know, kind of just saying, like, uh, like alluding to the fact, like, uh, you, you've been out of the spotlight, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing, and you know, no one remembers you, that type of thing. Typical, typical, simple heat, but it worked. It was good. It got them hated. And then uh, several of, you know, the ladies uh, of the former talent that chucked out the Iconics. I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the, Billy Kay and, and, uh, and Peyton Royce. I think they're great at what they do. Um, but, I, you know, it, it, was, it was really cool to see the way they booked the beginning of this thing that the Iconics got their heat. And then, you know, ladies like Alonja Blaze and Ivory, you know, and, and, and they, they eliminated her. Uh, them too, and then next you know the younger or the current ladies, I should say, um, surrounded the former talent, and it was like like Emma Moon and Carmella and stuff like that, and and Selena Vega. They they uh, they surrounded them, and then it was like, oh, and then it just starts breaking down into a, a big ass battle royal fight. Um, long and short of it is, uh, it, it, it basically Nia Jax got the victory, as I said, and she eliminated Emma Moon. Um, it was real good. This was booked really well. The actual match itself, the physicality, I really, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was done well. I liked it. And like I said, usually I'm not a big fan of battle royals, but I thought they did a good job. But this very funny spot during a battle royal, because um, that's the only thing. There wasn't a lot of humor in the show for me, and I'll get into that in a second too. Um, uh, who was it? It was uh, it was uh, Ivory and uh, Carmella. They did like a little dance gimmick in the middle of the ring. It was very funny because Ivory, again, another lady I know pretty well. She's a Hall of Famer also, but she's funny as hell. She's a f- very funny. She doesn't take herself serious at all. Very self-deprecating and extremely funny. <laughs> and you saw that yesterday in the dancing stuff that she did with Carmella. I loved it. I thought it was great. The whole, the whole thing was good. I mean, and, you know, um, uh, having Nia Jax win I think is good. They're obviously going to build her and she's going to get an opportunity at uh you know at the, the women's championship uh you know from from 
for for a good reason because a she's super athletic Nia Jax. B her work has since NXT has evolved to like she's a whole new talent as far as her in ring work, um, and very athletic and she's extremely likable. Her promo work is very real. You know what I mean? Like she comes off like she's an excellent role model for young girls. Like she just she's very very good. She doesn't seem like she's playing wrestler. She seems authentic. I don't know her. I obviously know many of her family members from the industry, but I don't know her, but I've only heard great things about her and stuff. So it's nice to see that. And like I said, she just comes off very organic, you know, and she's, she looks different than all the other girls. So it's, it's a great thing for her that she's you know, getting a shot at Ronda Rousey down the road here. And I think it's good stuff. Um, all right, before I get talking about <clears throat> Tony storm and stuff like that, uh, uh, and uh, who was victorious in her outing and, and, and a couple of other matches. I want to say about the announcing, just the middle of this thing, I'm going to kind of stop and just talk about this for a second. So, you know, I kind of felt like that's like what happened here was going to happen. I, I don't recall what announcers I said it would be. What I said it would be two females. I'm pretty, I know I said Michael Cole would be the male voice, the lead voice of it, and that happened. I said this months and months ago. I hate to say, well, I told you so, but this is kind of what I do sometimes. So Taz does. He tells you, listen, I fucking told you so. And uh, Renee. And then I don't think I mentioned, I don't think I predicted that Beth would be the other uh, female voice. But I did predict, I believe, I'm 99% sure. You guys could tweet me and smart me up because I don't remember what we did when I did, when I covered this, once we heard about the news of this evolution event even happening. Um, Michael Cole did a tremendous job last night and this is why i predicted months ago he would be there what two female voices you need two female voices because it's an all-female event and it's time to evolve no pun intended uh or to steal the, the word evolution or evolve um female commentators especially if you're going to do business with a female do a female wrestling you know uh, uh, event, all female wrestling event. If you're WWE, Michael Cole did a tremendous job on a lot of levels. Um, gave you a plethora of backstory on a lot of the ladies. Uh, he's always fucking prepared. I can promise you from working with him for, for years, the fucking guy's a machine. All right. So we know that the other thing is when you're working, not with one newer commentator, but two. So he's covering all female matches as a male. At an all-female first-time-ever event in the company What not one, but two You know, newer, you know, greener commentators Holy shit, that's not easy to do And he did a great job And, you know, he's not going to get a lot of credit That's just the way it goes He's got a, a, that type of a job When you're doing play-by-play in that company You don't get much praise ever um, And, uh, you know you guys could send him a tweet or whatever. I don't know how much he tweets, but I'm pretty sure he looks at it and tell him that, you know, if, if, if you agree with me, if you don't agree with me, fine. But if you listen to it and just pay attention to it, go back and watch again. The work he did, people should, you know, send a guy a, t- a tweet or something and say, yo, good job, man. Because that's a tough, tough thing to do, um, what he did. Very, very tough thing to do. He, he navigated through that whole show. And he controlled that desk like a true play-by-play pro does It's a little bit easier when it's two people You and you're the play-by-play guy So you're Michael Cole with a partner So let's say it was just Michael Cole and Beth Let's say it was just Michael Cole and Renee It's a 
not a little bit easier. Fuck, it's a lot easier when you have two different voices next to you on each side of you that are newer at this. It is tough, very, very, very tough. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. Now, uh, back, uh, staying on the topic of the announcing. All right, so I, I, I really believe to the point I just made about these commentators. Being a little greener They're being overproduced So obviously Beth is going in there As the experienced professional The one that's bumped and grinded In the business and worked in the ring And she's a credible Obviously talent and wrestler and athlete So she handled Beth Phoenix handled herself that way And did a great job of it She really did She handled herself extremely well like that And and I wasn't surprised you know. And she's you know uh, she knows what she's doing. We've heard her work a little bit, obviously, with WWE and commentary, but she's still newer. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just saying, like, she handles herself like a true pro, and she's she comes off uh, respectful towards the business, covering the business as sport, something I know I pride myself on when I was a commentator for the years I was, to cover it like sport. And that's what she did. I think she did a good job of that. If I had to give her any advice, now, you know, I... And some people you could you could give advice like this. Some some people have it. Some don't. If you could, I just feel bring a little wit to it. A little, not just Beth, but let me back up a little bit. It's not because I, I Beth. What I wanted to say is Beth did her job as an analyst, and she did her job excellent. Okay, Cole did his job as the lead. Okay, controlling everything, and he did. Renee, again, she's newer, so what should her role be? Well, if she's not going to be the lead, and she's not going to be the analyst, well, then what is she doing there? I'm not saying she shouldn't have been there. I got no problem with her being there, but you would think someone should bring the wit. Someone should bring a little bit of sarcasm or humor or comedy. Not that you got to be, you know, cracking one-liners. I'm not even implying that, but some kind of you know, something Now, I'm not saying And I know it sounded like I just said That she didn't bring anything to the table Meaning Renee She did bring something to the table She gave an opinion She gave several strong opinions Which is very important So I I have no problem with those three people That, that called that evolution event If they called, you know All of the evolution shows, event Whatever the hell WWE does here I got no problem with it at all But I do think out of the three of them, there needs to be something somehow, some way. I need to let, let me up a little bit. Let me up a little bit. But that means just I, I want to laugh. I want to have a little fun. You know, got to be a comedian out there. I want it to be not as serious. I know it's a historic event, but it's supposed to be a fun event. This is a big moment. It's a great, amazing moment in women's wrestling in the WWE, and and it's historic. And we we've heard all of that nonstop through the night, which is cool. But I just feel like, and <clears throat> if the three of them went back and listened, and Michael Cole would be the senior voice to give opinion on that and to coach them up, I think he would say what I just said. Well, maybe over here it could have been a little looser. Maybe here we could have had a little more fun. Again, this is me armchair quarterbacking a new event where you got Cole working with two people that, like I said, are newer. Um, the problem is, and this is not the two newer commentators' problem, it's whoever's behind the curtain, whoever is producing them is overproducing them. And the reason why they're overproducing them is because most probably they 
whoever the person is behind the curtain is maybe a little worried that these people are newer, therefore they have to overproduce them. To you know, and and I got to be frank, okay? If you overproduce them, because trust me, <laughs> I could tell. I've been overproduced not not on a weekly basis. But I've had Vince McMahon in my ear a lot As most of you guys know, not just me All the announcers in WWE for years I don't know how much Vince does that anymore As he's getting a little bit older But I, I gotta tell you Vince wasn't non-stop Every segment, every show You know, he he did let you work a little bit But for, there were a couple of shows Where he was like non-stop But it wasn't all the time Like throughout the whole show It wasn't like that I gotta tell you, I could tell When someone... I could sit with any of you out there right now I could sit in your den or your living room Or your local bar or wherever you watch WWE programming And I could probably be maybe three quarters right On every time I feel like one of the commentators was fed a line And I could tell you without even being backstage I'll sit with you in your den All right, That was a fed line All right, That was a fed line Anybody who's done it long enough can do that um, I could tell Again, because they're so newer When lines were fed to these two ladies And it was very obvious to me Probably not to you guys And that's not me being a douche It's just I have experience in this job And for a lot of years uh, Doing that job and being produced um, So I, I know what it sounds like When someone's saying a line that's produced Especially when they're newer I talked about this maybe not too long ago here I got to a point where it was A competition with me against Vince where as he was starting to feed me a line, I'd finish his line. And, and it was like he would laugh his ass off. And then he would get to the point where he got angry. And then he would laugh again. Like, how the hell is this guy? You know? And he said to me many times after shows, like, Taz, you're taking the words out of my mouth. I go, well, Vince, I, you know, I kind of know the cadence. You know, I've been doing this a long time. And I kind of know what you want. And I let me work. <laughs> let me do my job. I know what you need. You know, Um Look, if you, again, I can't sit here and say I've been overproduced nonstop Because I haven't, I was allowed to work I wasn't micromanaged to that point But when you have someone that's that new If you have to micromanage them that much Then you're not letting them get their sea legs on them as a broadcaster And that's not good Now, when I first started in WWE as a commentator That didn't happen They let me get my sea legs They let me work They let me work on a lot of other shows Whatever it was, Jack, Metal, International Shows and most people didn't even hear these shows to, to to fuck up or do good or do whatever and 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 to learn from my mistakes and go back and listen. They had people coach me up behind the scenes. But they let me go out on the air, no matter if it was live or taped, and do my thing. When I was doing Sunday Night Heat with Michael Cole at WWF New York, right, uh, in Times Square in New York City, dude, yo, we weren't produced at all. Like, we, we were... Michael Cole was given ins and outs to when to go to break And that was fucking live in, in front of a live audience Calling matches We were not It was super light producing But I learned I got so much better You know learning how to do that stuff That's the only thing You can't overproduce the talent The announced talent You can't especially when they're newer It's very very hard Because now you're creating them like a piece of clay Into what you think they should be Instead of you hired them to do this job because you saw something in them So let them be who they are And then, you know, once they get their sea legs onto them Let, you know, otherwise maybe they're not ready to be out there If you're the boss and you think that That's all I'm saying See, now, this shit I'm saying to you guys Like, I'm real up in this motherfucker I'm telling you the truth, right? So, 
And this is why, like, again, I'm just going to say it, like, you know, I, you know, I don't get, I don't get invited to a lot. I don't get invited to anything. I don't get like WWE has me on a do not disturb list, you know, and and it's cool. Um, but because I critique them sometimes, and a lot of times I put them over. But you guys love when I'm real and I'm honest with you, and there's no agenda for me. I don't need to work for them. I'm very financially happy in my career and the company that I work for and the shows I do, and I'm blessed. Um, I've earned it and I worked hard, but I'm blessed to have the opportunities that I have every day that I work and go and they crack the mic open live and I'm across the nation with my co-host, you know, Mark Malusis, uh, and and doing the pod, the podcast here, the Tash Show, three days a week. You know, I I so my point in telling you, I'm not fucking bragging. What I'm saying is, I I don't I don't need to kiss their ass, but I know a lot of you guys get like upset, which I love you for, and I appreciate if I don't get invited to an event that they should maybe you guys thought I should have been invited to, and you guys have my back. I fucking love you for that, and I think that's really cool. But <clears throat> these are the reasons why when I break down how you can overproduce an announcer, um, you know that's that's gonna tick them off. And they don't like being ticked off. They don't like that being said about them. Now, if somebody else who's a reporter who covers the business and does it, it doesn't bother them as much. So let's just say my friend who I love to death uh, from PW Insider, Michael Mike Johnson, who does a great job. You know, I love Mike. But if he says something like this, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to bother him as much. It's because Mike never worked there. Mike didn't work closely with them. Mike didn't have contracts with them And I'm not burying Mike, you know, I love Mike He's my man, you know, he's he's, he's my boy But my point is It's just, they don't like that They like when people leave And do podcasts and fucking Babyface them and put them over And there's plenty of talent that work for WWE And fucking put them over Okay, and that's all they do Is put them over and it's very light Very, very light critique I don't come out and fucking have an agenda To bury them I want to tell you people who download my shit the truth, the truth from how I see it, okay? My opinion, my thoughts on their content via my content, okay? I can't come out here fucking handcuffed and 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 compromise my content because I got to worry about it. I'm not going to get invited to SmackDown 1000. Oh, shit, I, 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 I can't say this because they're not going to put me in their Hall of Fame in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, right before WrestleMania Well there's a great chance that's not happening Especially What I'm about to say to you <laughs> Probably and that's some uh, Conspiracy theorists or paranoid or whatever About a segment On Evolution Where um, which The, the, the uh, uh, Tony, Tony Storm this young lady's a Tremendous talent uh, against a young lady from Japan, Shira, Shahara, Shahara. I might be saying her name wrong. I'm not too familiar with her. I watched the whole match. I enjoyed the match. Um, I did. I think both ladies were excellent in the ring. I'm I'm a fan of Tony Storm. A little bit I've seen her work so far, and I think she's excellent. So she wins the Mayland Young Classic. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I, I got no problem with her winning. I think that's the right thing. You could hitch your wagon to this young lady. She's that good. She is that good of a talent. All right, this is why I mentioned the WWE Hall of Fame, and I'm just fucking being honest. Like, this is the kind of shit that gets me in trouble with them. But they never tell me, but this is the shit. Like, they're not going to like. And I'm saying, I'm about to tell you this because it's what I felt when I fucking saw it happen. And I don't want to come off as rude. I don't want to come off like a douche, but I'm just telling you how I feel. Tony Storm wins. 
So they make a big deal out of it, which they should. She's a 2018 May Young Classic victor winner. So they have, you know, Steph in there, Stephanie McMahon with, with a bouquet of roses, and Triple H has this beautiful trophy for her. Uh, this like crystallized, like glass type of cool looking trophy, very cool. Sarah Amato, uh, who's uh, uh, one of the trainers in the, with the WWE, I think she got promoted. I read recently, I think on PW Inside, I read she got promoted within the WWE training system. Um, and they're there, the three of these people, Triple H, Stephanie, and and Sarah Amato, to you know uh, give. Tony Storm this moment of this celebratory, you know, moment Okay, I, I gotta tell you, I, I have no problem with that I think that's great, okay I, I don't, I don't, I, I do I don't, I, I don't think Triple H needs to be there It's an all-woman event, not to say that men can't be there But I, I, you know, I just, I, I you know I don't think he needs to be there, but you know, he's the boss Who the fuck am I to say where he should go? That's his thing, I'm just giving my opinion that's not my that's not the problem that will probably get me in more hot water with them. <laughs> this is the thing. I watched this girl work, this Tony Storm, and she's a legitimate athlete and tremendous in the ring. And she's very like she jumps off screen the way she looks. She really does. She's just got a great look. Uh she's got the whole Motley crew, like almost throwback rocker thing going on. She's got this cool fucking music. It's like She's she's really really cool cool to watch work. She's very good, but when you have people in the ring that are showing her respect and saying congratulations and giving her these gifts, that's no problem. But and this is it right here. Don't treat her like a little kid that just won like some big you know uh, event in in middle school. Or like in sixth grade, like I felt like they, it was like they were like parents, like like so proud, like proud parents. And Sarah Motto holding the face, oh, you did great, you did great. That drives me crazy. <laughs> this these are stars. Treat them like stars. And I know that Triple H and Stephanie and they're not doing that maliciously and. I know that that they're doing it from the kindness of their heart because they look at these people they're younger than them and they're proud of them. They truly are proud of them. And I know that this might come off like me being an asshole, but I'm just being honest. Show that how proud you are of them and that that exuberance for them, and like like a like your like you would be of, as a parent of your kid behind the curtain. Don't do it in front of the people. It's just it just. And I know that's not the company's intent to make their talent look bad. That'd be bad business, and they're not like that. But you have to treat them like stars. You have to. Hey, they love bringing the emotion into the company. I love seeing the emotion. I believe in the emotion. Listen, I, all my years in ECW, I was a hard-ass motherfucker, okay? The Taz character, the human suplex machine would have Beaten the fuck out of you Okay that was it Beat me if you can survive if I Let you I will fucking snap You okay I will choke You the fuck out That's who I was And 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 I loved it And then when I got beat in Chicago And I knew I was leaving the company Okay and Paul Heyman was on the stage Along with a lot of the locker room And 
Paul and I hugged and I was crying. He was crying. I was very upset. I was real emotion. I didn't know he was going to be there. But you have to realize, I wasn't a 21-year-old kid. I wasn't a new talent there. I was an established killing fucking machine that was leaving the company. And they surprised me, Paul, just so they can Paul can get that real reaction to give me a quasi send-off. It was that was truly real. I'm not saying what they did with Tony Stone wasn't real. I'm not saying that girl wasn't really emotional. She looked like she was. Steph and Hunter and Sarah Mato all looked very emotional. They looked like it was unique. I'm not saying it was contrived or fake. I'm not even implying that. What I'm saying is do that behind the curtain, in my opinion. The difference is I showed that emotion, but this was years of being in a company, being established. This is a young lady who we're trying to establish. It's not just with her either. It's it's with a lot of the talent that it it I just feel like, and I like I said, I'll say it a hundred times. I'm not saying Hunter and Steph are trying to treat them like they're their kids on camera, like they're so proud of them, like they're young kid. But you can't tr- you can't let the audience see that. You, you just because then, I, I, why does everybody when they win? And this is a Complete exaggeration, it's not everybody But why is it like Why is everybody so shocked when they win something? Like why? Fuck, why why shouldn't you go into a match Saying fucking damn right I won that tournament You're damn right I just won that championship You're damn right we just won that tag title Me and my partner Because we fucking busted our ass And we should have won We're better than those guys we just beat What, 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 that's Heel, not only It's not just heels who have that attitude that's competitive people. And you got great athletes in the WWE, women, men, that are ultra competitive people. Stop painting them like it's sh- they're shocked when they win something. Stop. It's soft. It's weak. It's fake. Stop. When I say fake, I mean you're trying to get over the competitiveness, the edge. Not everybody's got to be a kick-ass heel or a violent person in the ring. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it comes off as it can come off as contrived if you keep doing it. I feel like everyone's shocked when they win something. Nia Jax won the Battle Royal, and she she was getting emotional, but she was smart enough to stop herself when she got interviewed by Charlotte Caruso in the ring, and she said, "You know, I'm I'm focused now on on the title." I'm paraphrasing, but you get my drift. But she got a little choked up. I I I just. I I not a fan. You know what? And before I started recording, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Before I started recording, I said to myself, I am not gonna say this. I am not, I'm not gonna be a hot, but I'm not I don't want to come off like a douchebag. I don't want to come off like I'm insensitive because I'm not I'm a very sensitive guy. I'm not I'm not I'm not an insensitive guy. But I don't want to say this because I don't I just I don't want to tick anyone off. This was a great feel-good moment, amazing event, and I hope they keep doing a billion WWE evolutions. Uh, and and I think it should be in the same rotation, uh, and they should add a couple of them to the WWE pay-per-view schedule. And I think they should have their own show, uh, WWE Evolution or Women. I do. I really do. Um, I don't know who your play-by-play girl is going to be because I do think you need a female play-by-play voice. Um, because I don't think they have anybody prepared right now that can handle play by play. Not just I'm not talking about color commentary, but that's a different topic. 
So I'm I'm one of these guys that's very pro female wrestling, as you guys know, and I've I've done a lot of promotion from that no one thanks me for, and I don't need anyone's thank you. Oh, I do because I I care about it, and I and and trust me, those bra and panty matches I called when I was in Smash, I hated it. Okay, I wasn't a fan of it. Trust me. Okay, I did not want to call that shit, and that's the truth. Okay, no matter what you might have heard, or when I was in TNA uh, with knockouts, and I and I respected all the ladies, but I didn't like the way people were portrayed, and that's a fucking fact. But I didn't have the the clout to say, "Don't do this. We can't have these matches." I was a color commentator. I that, that's not going to happen. Um, so I just I just wanted to say, like, I I, I didn't even want to say this. I didn't want to get into this about. I I just don't feel like the talent should be treated on camera. Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You did so great. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Is it? Oh, my God. That's so great. Yes, it's awesome. I did it. I did it. I did it. Really? Really, guys? Don't you want to build superstars? Don't you want to build stars? I don't care what if they're a male or a female. Stars expect to win. Stars train to win. That's what stars do. They expect to be the best. I'm not saying everyone needs to act like Miz. I'm not saying everyone needs to. I'm not saying that. Uh, meaning that how cocky the character, Miz. I, I'm not saying that. But you guys are smart enough and savvy enough of a wrestling fan to get what I'm saying. I don't need to beat it into the ground. But I also don't want to be misinterpreted here, okay? Because I don't think anyone's going to maybe give it a narrative I just gave you about the talent that sometimes they are treated like little kids who just at home run a little league game or like a, a little kid who just scored a goal at a soccer game. You know, and it's like I don't think that should be handled like that. I would have loved to see Tony Storm get this victory and her Aussie Storm thing, because you know, I, I, I would have loved to seen her badass. You damn right, I won. You fuck yeah, I just you damn right with her red and black leather, with the spike gimmicks on, whatever she had, you know, all the stuff, and her, her blonde hair, pretty girl, and her being fired up. You damn right, fuck yeah, you know. And she takes her trophy, she holds it in the air, no crying, no, oh my God, I, 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 and it's not just what they did with Tony Storm. It's a lot of talent And it's not just last night It's not I'm talking about as an overview As a narrative on how the younger, newer talent Is being dealt with It drives me crazy We've seen it with Bailey We've seen them do it with Bailey a lot We've seen them do it with Sasha Banks a lot We've seen them do the stop Stop, stop, stop They're stars I don't care Stop Every once in a while, I think it's okay, and I know it's about emotion. Look, I could say all the shit I want out here. I could say this all day long, and I could believe it, and I do believe what I'm saying is the right thing. At the end of the day, they're making bank, right? The company's making fucking bank. <laughs> they're making a lot of money, and they're putting out a lot of product, and they're putting out a shitload of content on the WWE Network, and they're not charging people a lot of money, okay? For the most part, depending on your income. But so... They're doing something right And I'll be the first to tell you They're doing a lot right But, you know, I, I'm just someone Who's been around the block And I just feel like what I just said to you is true uh, You know, uh, just 
Think about some of your favorite wrestlers. Think about some of your, no matter if they were male or female, no matter what gen, what generation they were from. I would think the bulk of you would be shocked if they had any of your favorite wrestlers. No matter if it's the Undertaker, no matter if it's the Briscoe Brothers in the Ring of Honor, no matter if it's EC3, no matter if it was uh, Andre the Giant, uh, you know. Uh, you wouldn't expect them to be handled that way Like to, for them to come off almost like someone was treating them like Look what you did, oh my god, I'm so proud of you They don't need to make you proud, office people Executives, they don't need to make you proud They need to connect with the audience It's not about you, the office people It's not about you endorsing them That comment Will keep me At the Hall of Fame On that note Going to break Other side of break I will get into uh, a little bit more Of the Evolution card uh, Sit tight, this is the Taz Show Be right back All right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show. You know the Taz Show is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, and you know what they're doing. They are introducing their all-new Rate Shield approval. That's right, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Rate Shield approval. So check this out. If you are in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. That's right, Quicken Loans will lock your rate. For up to 90 days while you shop To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com Slash T-A-Z, that's rocketmortgage.com Slash Taz Rate shield approval only val- valid On a certain 30-year purchase transactions Additional conditions or exclusions may apply Based on Quicken Loans data In comparison to public data records Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states NMLS Consumer Access.org Number 3030 Alright, so um, Got a little heavy on there Heavy on you now. I'm going at the break, but uh, all right. So I'll uh, sorry. I, I'm going to get uh, get rolling into the rest of the card here uh, from Evolution a little bit. Just you know, I don't usually go into like breaking down every little freaking detail on every little thing. Um, I give you the things that jump out to me. Um, uh, okay, so uh, a couple of ma- ma- matches I want to talk about, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up here. Um, I, I did catch the, the Sasha Bailey uh, and Natalia beating the Riot Squad. I thought it was good. I, I got to be honest. I'd rather see the Riot Squad win the match. Uh, I, I like the Riot Squad a lot. I think they got a lot to, to bring their, their heels, their good heels, and I, I think a victory, it wouldn't a, a, a loss for Banks, uh, Bailey, or Natalia wouldn't have hurt one iota. But it was a feel good moment. I got it, but I would have rather seen the Riot, Riot Squad win the match. But it was a good match. And again, this whole card was good. So if you didn't watch it, go watch the show. It was a very good show. I, I give it a thumbs up. Um, we saw uh, for the NXT Women's Title, which was very fun because they, you know you get to see the the uh, NXT Championship uh, defended. We saw uh, Shayna Baszler get an opportunity back at, uh, you know, at Carrie Sane, and Shayna was victorious to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, listen, uh, I got to tell you, Queen of Spades, man, she's just really quickly rapido, has gotten uh, 
just better and better every time you watch her work. Um, her and uh, Baszler and uh, uh, Carrie Sane work really well together. We've seen them work against each other a whole bunch. You wouldn't think that this would be a good, uh, you know, feud or whatever these two ladies, but it actually, uh, they actually have very good chemistry together. Uh, they really do. And and uh, the pirate princess, you know, she's got the pirate gimmick going on. Um, she she kept the championship when she had it in a treasure box because she's a pirate. Princess, which she doesn't have the title no more, so she's not keeping it in there anymore. But um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, I like the match. I mean, this is they they did a lot of stuff with the you know working the arm of um of Carrie Sane, meaning a uh, Baszler with all his different joint locks and joint manipulation, um, and you know really you know intense looking stuff where it looked like. The elbow of Sane was being basically and shoulder was being pulled out of the socket. It was it was really cool. Really gets over uh, Shayna Baszler for sure. Um, on ball spot where uh, when I was like in the corner where um, Carrie Sane was on the apron and Baszler was in the ring and she on ball she figure for the arm pulled her up off the apron and while she was standing on the ropes meaning Baszler was standing on the, the buckle the corner I should say very cool spot. Um, a lot of good stuff. Told the real story with, with really tearing apart the arm of uh, Carrie Sane by Baszler. And then uh, they got the other, you know, they got Baszler's friends involved, the uh, four horsewomen of MMA, which I just, I, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of the name. Um, I have nothing against the ladies. I'm just not a fan of the name, just being honest. But uh, Marina Sharif and I wrote the names down because it's I, I don't know them by name and Jessamine Duke. So they were getting involved with the match and their timing was good on it and it worked. Kind of protects uh, it protects Carrie Sane a little bit in losing her title, and uh, the Queen of Spades wins the wins the deal and it was uh, it was uh, it was done well. It was done well. She got choked out to Carrie Sane, and it protected her. It doesn't hurt Carrie Sane at all. So. I liked the match. I thought it was. Uh, I, I really thought it was good. She, you know, she meaning Shayna Baszler really. Um, she she gets like if you heard what I said before. I went to break here in the last segment, the first opening log monologue, whatever you want to call it. The fuck I do towards the end when I talked about you know not everybody needs to act like you know what I you know. It, this is Shayna Bays is the opposite, right? So she, she, she won, and um, you know, she was intense in her win. You know, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just stuck on that, but, but whatever. This was a good match. Um, this was a good match, real good match, and and it's nice to see that Bays is getting better and better in ring. She's look, she looks real good. And speaking about people who have just evolved and gotten, but well, I don't want to jump ahead. Let me let me back up because I I'm not giving the right. Order here. I was going to talk about um, Ronda Rousey, who's gotten so much better in singles matches, and I'll get into her match with Nikki Bella in a second. But I, uh, I, I do need to talk a little bit about um, what we saw with um, Charlotte Flair uh, for the SmackDown Women's Title. Um, you know, it, it, this match was this was. Her and Becky Lynch, uh, you know, Becky was defending her 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 SmackDown's title against uh, Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match, and I gotta tell you, um, shit was good, man. These these two ladies worked really hard and very physical. This thing went all over the audience. Uh, weapons, high, crazy high spots, you know, uh, 
jumping off ladders to tables, this and I mean, just crazy shit. Oh, by the way, I didn't give credit. Lita with the moonsault. Sorry, burnt backing all the way up. <laughs> Lita, I tip my cap, uh, my lady. Uh, you still got that moonsault in you. God bless you. That was impressive. I had to go. I had to. I had in my notes. I forgot to bring it up. So, um, back to the match. I was just talking about the SmackDown Women's Championship. This thing was intense. They did the announced death spot where um, Becky dove off the ladder on the announced desk was very intense. Um, I like the spot of where um, you had Becky covering, like smothering to prevent Charlotte from getting up. Chairs on top for broken tables, all sorts of stuff, but yet she still stood up and made the 10 count. Um, it was just, it was good. I mean, they did a lot of really physical stuff. I mean, really, really physical stuff. Um, really, really love what these two ladies did. I hope they got bonus for the match, whatever money they got paid, because they really worked hard and worked very physical. And you bought in. This could have simply been the main event of the show. I got to be honest with you. Um, it was definitely vicious. Um, it, it was intense, and both both ladies just really. If you if you don't feel like watching Evolution, just watch this match. This was really good. Um, this was real good And referee Mike Kyoto did a great job In this thing here I think Mike was the ref I'm pretty sure he was I'm pretty sure he was, yeah And um, yeah, it was it was good, man It You know It makes the title The SmackDown Woman's title Even more important When you see two former best friends And all the announcers Told that story From Michael Cole to Renee Young, to to uh, Beth, they all told the story of the, the the history of Charlotte and and Lynch, and I thought it was well done. Um, I did everything was perfect in this thing. I really really enjoyed it. Um, this match, like I said, I would have had no problem at all with them. Uh, you know, basically um, <laughs> having this thing to be the main event. Um, I, I was actually reading something the other day. On it uh, after the match, I should say, on WWE.com, and it was said something about uh, they turned the Nassau Coliseum into the ECW arena. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, that's right, because Charlotte, I forgot that Charlotte Flair had a Singapore cane, uh, just nailing uh, Becky Lynch with the Singapore cane. It was just, you know, really, really, really heavy, heavy stuff. Um, you know, some would think, well, you got two ladies that both, uh, in essence, use a submission all for victory. But it's, it's so why would you do a last woman standing match where you got to reach a 10 count? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, it's to kind of, I guess, to cap off the, the angle, the feud with these two, the hatred, and to really build Becky's character. People loved Becky. She was definitely the baby face. They did not like Charlotte. And that's, we've seen that a lot lately. Um, if you're going to have a last woman standing match, I, you don't, it's not about, you know, holds and, and you know, headlock takedowns, the front headlock takedowns and snapmares and, and arm drags and stuff. It's it's about violence. It's about anger. It's about rage. That's why you're doing last woman standing match. So I don't think it matters if someone's hold or whatever their finish is or whatever. Um, I don't think that matters much. It's about the emotion, the story of the match. Um, and I think they, they, the ladies and the announcers all pulled this off. Uh, the lady talent, in-ring talent, and the announced talent all pulled this thing off, and the referee. Um, I really thought it was good. Um, I really liked it a, a lot. So it was um, intense. I think if someone said, what, what word would you say, Taz, to describe it? I would say, well, it was fucking intense. That's, how, that's right, fucking intense. That's what I would say. So uh, go check it out. But anyway, uh, Becky is still your champion 
in uh, the realm of SmackDown uh, women's title. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, and then what would we see? We got to see, um, well, you know, as they call it, the big one, right? The main event um, where we saw, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey uh, work against Nikki Bella. Now, I got to tell you, this match, um, before, like, before it had, like, knowing that these two were going to work with each other, I wasn't really that. I'm like, well, I don't think these two are going to have good camera. I just don't, uh, to myself, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this, you know, yo, it's a good match. <laughs> this is a good match, guys. No matter what you might think about either lady as a, as a, as a pro wrestler, this was a good match. Uh, Nikki Bella, in true professional fashion, showed that she's an experienced talent in that ring. Uh, a sister on the outside, Brie, was was involved a little bit here and there too. Um, I, I like this match; I really did, and I I I thought it was really really good. Um, everything about it. it it worked well, and Nikki just her facial expressions were on point. She showed fear, but not too much fear. It just worked. This it was a good match. I'm sorry, it was good, and I know a lot of you guys don't you know, for you know whatever reason. Like to get pissed or don't or not crazy about the Bellas and stuff like that or Nikki Bell or whatever you know and all this kind of shit. I'm just telling you right now, this is a good match. And I, I know those girls. I work with them in WWE, and I like both those girls a lot. The two sisters, the Bella sisters, they're always they're really cool people. Um, so, and I gotta say, uh, the ending where they had all the talent waiting, you know, all the ladies, I should say, and Stephanie uh, waiting uh, on the stage. Triple H was there too. Uh, some of the former talent, the ladies on the card, and the current ladies, I thought was great. Uh, that Ronda Rousey went in there and 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 you know was standing around like Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks and Bailey um, in the middle. I thought that was good. Triple H was standing off to the side. Um, you know, I just I, it was nice to see them all on the stage. It was like a real true accomplishment for all, all the women on the card, and it was a, a symbolic thing where. You have the two champions, Becky and uh, uh, Becky, standing there with her SmackDown title, and um, Ronda standing there with her, um, you know, the 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 Raw title, uh, women's title. So it was good, man. It was good. They they covered all the bases here. I, I enjoyed the show, um, and that's that. Sorry if I went off on a little tangent earlier about the things I was talking about. What let's not treat the talent like they were all little kids. Uh, no offense, little kids, <laughs> but you get my point. You you heard me, so um, I just I, I just that's just how I felt. So, all right. Anyway, so that's the deal. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this uh, little chatter here on Evolution. If you didn't see the show, go check it out. It's definitely worth it to go check it out. I enjoyed it very much, and I appreciate you guys uh, checking out this edition of the Taz Show. And I'll be back at you with a couple more this week. All right, guys. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. I was raised in the days of my space and screen name.